Silicon Steve Valley, Bloody Dottie, we are here and we are High Spots and Cheap Pops, talking the very best of professional wrestling in the world today. Anybody that thought it would be wise to go send Rio out there for the first time to become AEW Women's Champion wearing basically what looked like somebody's grandma's knitted doily was stupid. And it's not a height and weight thing. She can't wrestle. She's so small. It's either like so overrated in the ring. So overrated. They all think she's amazing. So, yeah. You see her giving their people directions because she can't go make the jumps that most other wrestlers can make. So they have to move closer to try to catch her because I don't know if half the crowd is exhaling and blowing her away, they might push her back into the ring after she jumps off the top rope. My, I saw five matches and I was never interested again. No, I really wasn't. No. It wasn't. And it's not I, just me, folks. That's the funny thing, Vladdy. This is, and if, by the way, thank you for listening. This is a special Spotify. Lot yours truly, Silicon Steve Valley for high spots and cheap pops on our face in our Facebook group. And please join up if you haven't. We, I, I got caught up in this argument that wrestling fans are hypocritical because they like Julia Hart more than Rio, despite the fact Julia Hart's tiny as well. She's still at least twenty five percent bigger than Rio, and yes. this was the reality, even if she was small. She's bland. She's not great in the ring. She does some impressive moves. She's athletic. Has she really evolved since that match she had with Kenny Omega since she was nine? I don't know. She would have, she had a running knee. I don't know. Those are the same flips. Her Karanas. It's basic shit that we've seen over and over. She hasn't done anything new and different. Why is there a love affair with this woman by a quarter of the, the, the audience? And the reason I know it's a quarter of the audience, because no one's cheering for her. Except for like seven right. people in the audience. The yeah. crowd goes mild. Her big return. And they're arguing it's because she was booked wrong. Well, it's not. Well, okay, if you want to say that, sure. Okay. But she was given, elite, I think, two title reigns. She was given main event status right out of the shoot. It's not like she wasn't given the opportunity. You want to say she wasn't booked right? Well, that's on Tony Khan. It's not because she's 99 pounds. Now, I know that's right. what people say. It's not believable. It can be believable if you are good at your job and you become a great pro wrestler. Rey Mysterio was groundbreaking. Someone compared the two. How are you going to compare Rey Mysterio and the, st- the shit he did in ECW with psychosis? First time I ever saw anything like that. Changing the game of American professional and, and Western culture professional wrestling. Changing the whole game and comparing it to Rio. Why? Because she had a good match when she was nine? Come on. That's why. Kenny Omega's buddy. That's exactly it. They almost feel like it's an it's an insult to Kenny. And you know what? Kenny needs, to sh- in some ways, has to own it in ways, too. Like, he went and pushed her and put her on the pedestal and gave that and presented that to the American audience. The American audience isn't into it. I'm sorry. This is not Japan. It's not stardom. I'm sorry. I know you yeah, want it to be. Exactly. I know. I know you want it to be so bad. But the thing is, they turn around and they start calling me an a, a WWE fanboy because of it. It's like, it just, it was, I had some interesting conversations today. And there are some people on the internet that just don't know what they're talking about. They shouldn't even speak. Some dude was yelling at me about how WWE sucks and their pay-per-views are too expensive. I'm like, What? I was like, my, my man, it's $4.99. And I said this yeah. as a joke because he was, 
You know, another guy, we'll give a shout out to, he's a pretty popular guy. Maybe we'll get a little Evan Ginsburg rub. He's more popular than we are at this point. At least our Facebook Definitely. is. Uh, <laughs> but Evan Ginsburg, a yesteryear kind of guy, thinks Bruno Sammartino is the greatest professional wrestler ever. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know who he thinks is the best. But the dude doesn't even get pay-per-views. He's mad because he ha- he would have to pay for pay-per-views. It's like the business has been pay-per-views for almost 40 years, homie. And you're going to come on me like you know what the hell you're talking about? Passionate. Oh. All you got to do is say Roman Reigns has had an impressive title reign. And holy shit, does that get the AEW sycophants going? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you get the sycophants going, and then you have the old school types, kind of like Evan Ginsberg, who goes and says, absentee champion, look how many times he's defended it. And my point of view on that is, do I want to see Roman Reigns out there in meaningless matches every week just to see him and and it's another notch on his belt? And now he can go and compare to Pedro Morales or like Bruno San Martino? Not necessarily. I'd rather have them feeling like events at this point. And you know what? It's to the rest of the company that works there, the rest of that locker room more specifically, uh, that needs to go and elevate themselves to Roman's level and make it worth his while. That's what nobody wants to go and accept. I've accepted it, and I'm entertained by it. When it's when somebody's that important where Roman has to come and show up, yep, okay. Because this is different than, like, Brock Lesnar being a part-time champ, Okay. It's not like, oh, okay, we, we got to wait two and a half, three months for Brock to show up with the world title. It's not that. It's, hey, they're trying to get on the island of re- relevancy. Now you have a couple of people, three people namely, and now he's back. And it, 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 it conjures up some things, and it's a credit to Roman. Roman's one of the best champions we have in a long time. I don't care what anybody says. There is a very extraordinarily, though, good argument that his matches are kind of boring. I'm honest with you. I would say about a majority of them I find very boring until I go, all right, let me fast forward until Solo Sokoa interferes. It's essentially where we've been at with his matches. Mm -hmm. However, the storytelling. Now, if you don't like storytelling and and you don't like storylines, you're going to hate Roman Reigns. Okay. You still get Gunther. You still get Lucha Libre now between – uh, uh, what is it? I think they're called Delgado de Faccion del Fantasma or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. The team Zelina Zelina Vega is going to turn on the LWO for. Um, <laughs> I mean, you you showed me a clip. I mean, you what Triple H is bringing in something that MJF has said several times. Triple H has made WWE a more diverse group. He's bringing strong style and he's made that a prominent part of the show. Yep. But going back, but that's just a whole other argument. I don't want to get into it too much. But Triple H is starting to bring all these different flavors of ice cream into WWE, and 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 people who hate WWE and everything that Vince McMahon did to it for fifteen or twenty years, they have a hard time accepting. But here's my thing on Roman: there is a good. I can see you being frustrated that he's a part-time champion. I can see you being frustrated. But here's some things that if people are forgetting: the guy has leukemia. Yep. Okay. If he's on the road a hundred, even a hundred days a year, his chances of his body breaking down is going to be a lot, lot easier. Yeah. Okay. And they now have built a mystique. Yeah. Yes. He cheats every time he wins. Yes. You know who else did? Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. no. Not every time he beat Ricky Steamboat fair and square the third time they wrestled. Burr. But come on. 
No. Ric Flair had the four horsemen, a brass knuckle, a low blow, dirtiest player in the game, and you love him for it. So here's the deal. Roman's not everyone's cup of tea because it is literally, you want to call it cinema, you want to call it long-term storytelling, you want to call it whatever you want to do. It's done differently than anything else is shot on that show, the way they put facial expressions, just the cinematography of it all. There is so much detail that goes into the stuff that Roman Reigns does. Now, if you want to call it, if someone call it community theater, go right ahead. It's still the most detailed and most sometimes too long, but uh, but most epic storyline that we've seen. The rise and fall of the Roman Empire we are seeing. And I believe we're about to see the fall of it, or at least part of it. But you can hate Roman Reigns all you want. People are bringing up Bruno San Martino and Hulk Hogan. Like these, like any of their matches would play today. Like any of their matches done today would make any noise for anybody. With all due respect. If unless a couple people are like some great heels are in there, like great heels. And I'm talking right. about superstar Billy Graham. Those Bruno matches. I, I, I could care less about. I, I see a bear hug for 10 minutes. Okay, why? So there's this love and and reminiscence of this yesteryear. That's when professional wrestling was what it was. Professional wrestling is what it always is. It evolves, just like the NFL has evolved, just like Major League Baseball has evolved. Things change. And just because you don't like today doesn't mean it sucks. It just means you don't like it. Right. And, And Roman Reigns, whether you want to admit it or not, the bottom line is, it's one of the most historic reigns in the history of the company, and it might be the most unique. Yeah. Because nobody I mean, ran me, this shit as a heel this long ever. Yeah, and if I could just add one more thing about Roman, you know. Oh, please, and, and whatever you want to like, do, man. It's a, freebie. And, and it's a freebie for everyone, baby. Yeah, and agreeing about, like, you know, Roman's not necessarily, the, you know, the, the greatest in-ring tech technician or, you know, that sort of thing. I agree with that. But honestly, when I, his matches are on, I don't necessarily care about that. What I care about when I'm watching one of his matches is what he's doing in the in-between, how he trash talks, how he interacts with the crowd, how he's, like, starting to get one over. He's, like, one of the best ever at that. And if you don't, like, want to believe me, just go watch him against Sammy in Montreal. Total hostile environment. <laughs> great. And he didn't give a shit. And it was a thing where he still owned that ring. It was an enemy territory. He's he's still messing with Sammy's wife left and right. And just and he was and he was so good at it. He didn't go and cross the line, but he's just showing you showing his wife how he's beaten the hell out of her husband. Yeah, he didn't do Christian. And he didn't pull Christian off right there. No, no, no. He he does it in his own calm, sort of demented way. And that's what I appreciate appreciate about Roman. I like I think Roman has all the abilities of Allah the Rock. You know, starting to do like movies and stuff like that. I think he's shown, especially the last three, four years now, what he's capable of doing as a as a character actor, and he's impressive, man. I'm okay with what he does. I'm entertained with it. I know the Superman punch, and again, you know, people want to go mock his style, this and that. I mean, how many Superman punches do I have to watch from Orange Cassidy? But yeah, he's the greatest <laughs> thing since sliced bread. Oh, he puts his hands on his pockets. That's okay, but Roman, oh, that's community theater. I mean, come on. I'm at the point where I've accepted Orange Cassidy for what he is. 
Okay, the fans like him in AEW. Um, he sells a lot of merch. He's popular. I get it. It's not even worth it for me to go and tell you what I think of him or how I can't really stand most of his matches. But I, I, I grind through him, and it is what it is. And I'm curious what they're going to do finally with him. But you know, that's where I don't get like the, um, the the negative slant with Roman. It's acceptable on one show with with basically you know Orange Cassidy, who's what less than 200 pounds, whatever the hell he is. And, and, you know, but Roman, who's this huge dude, badass dude, uh, that's community theater, whatever. Yeah, no, it's, it's completely hypocritical. It's just, they're going to hate WWE. And by the way, there's WWE fans that will hate AEW no matter what they're going to say, Oh, edge sucks. Edge and Christian are doing really good things right now. Am I in love with the cope open? No, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to say Edge is doing something that Christian promised to do so he can get back to the TNT championship and bring it back. I like the story that they're telling. Christian's been great, and I'm going to give Edge a chance to tell his own story because you know he's controlling the book on that one. So I'm they're doing some good stuff. Tony Storm is doing great. And if you say those things to a WWE guy, ah, oh, they suck. Oh, Tony Storm, oh, she's just another WWE reject. It's just like, come on, man. Like, it could be good on both of them. It's just the tribalism is so gosh darn stupid, and it's so played out and lame. And it was, was just something really, it, I really got caught up in it today. And I was called. I thought, was, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I thought there was a real profound, really profound sign on the hard camera side. Um, you know, on during Dynamite, if maybe if you still have it recorded, you could take a look at it. But there was somebody right behind the ring had a yellow sign up, and it said all it said was "Stop arguing online." Yeah, I'm like, there you go. I'm like, I totally agree because there's so much negativity with this, and then people just get so wrapped up into it that <laughs> their opinions the utmost and the most perfect, and they're hoping that their their person sees this and and hopefully will reach out to them because they were defending them online I, again. The, to go and put that sort of negative energy into anything is just it's a little bit of an Ill, illness, I think. Oh, absolutely. And there's people that are online for 12 freaking hours doing this. Like 12 hours arguing about whose favorite television show is best. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's kind of a joke, man. It really is. And I got caught up in it today and I was within an hour called an AEW fanboy and a WWE E drone. Yeah. So, obviously, I'm doing something right if I'm pissing off both tribalists. If you're a tribalist, please stop listening. Go fuck yourself, honestly. I'm not going to include that. We love you guys anyway. Yeah, we don't care what tribe you're in. Keep on arguing. Um, But, yeah, man, I I see it, and and I just shake my head at half of it because I'm involved in some, you know, like – groups, if you will, which cover both, and you just see them festering with inside, you know, like – Somebody posts something AEW, then all of a sudden it's negative, and then somebody posts something WWE and it's negative. It's like and it's pong. like it's like this yeah. game of pong. Yeah. Yeah. Orange Cassidy's the best. He his character hasn't evolved in two years, five years. <laughs> you guys still love him when he puts his hands in his pants, but you hate Roman Reigns. <laughs> exactly. Roman's too predictable. But the Orange, 15th- oh, he's, he's he Orange is just a master and a meister out there. So so innovative. I like Orange Cassidy. I'm not shitting it. You don't like him. I do. 
But I'm saying, you know, just because you don't, I don't know. It just, if you don't like it, just shut up. You know, just, Which all I you got to do, you got to trigger an AEW fan, say Roman Reigns is a great world champion. That's all you got to do. It's all you got to do. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there was a point on the show where I would rant about Orange Cassidy, and now it's gotten to the point where I, I just live with it. It's, it's your Baron Corbin, just, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's part of the show. I see. And again, there's no denying how much merch he sells. He actually makes money for that company, which is an ideal, uh, you know, like an interesting idea, you know, considering some of the, the people on that staff, namely the EVPs. And he actually does it. Yeah. People want to see him. They want, like, you know, not that AEW has, like, a lot of kids in their crowd, but, you know, when they do show up, many of them are dressed as him. Then you see adults dressed like him. Yeah. I, I can't necessarily put my finger on it, but they've attached themselves to him as sort of, like, the AEW, you know, homegrown guy that they all get behind. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm cool with it. I can deal with it. Um you know, and it just life goes on. But I'm not going to sit there and argue about how idiotic his whole routine is for four hours online, though. No, no, and and it just it. But like you said, I think the biggest thing, as you said, people's opinion is. Oh wait, my phone's. Hold on, let me get caught up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. I just think this whole thing with Rio was just really interesting, and then just to see the trigger of of someone. Telling you what Roman Reigns and uh, The Rock is are going to do. Someone was mocking and basically said the exact thing that's going to happen in Roman Reigns and and The Rock's match. It was it was a little bit of a dig at The Rock for being winded because he was kind of winded in his promo. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is it's fair, but you don't think The Rock sees that? You don't think The Rock's going to do everything in his power to make sure it doesn't happen again? If anyone knows The Rock, right? Um. But anyways, or at least at least what his brand says he is. But <laughs> uh, look at the guy. I'm pretty sure he works pretty hard. Pretty sure he's a hard hard worker, making really shitty movies. Uh, anyway, just joking. We love him. <laughs> but uh, they were basically mocking that, which is going to be the biggest thing in professional wrestling this year. They're basically mocking what's going to happen. And I made a joke. And I made a comment. One, uh, someone said. There's still be so many more people watching it, so it's going to be better. And I'm like, that's like saying, you know, that's like saying that Taylor Swift is better than Pink Floyd. You know, it's a silly thing to say just because more people watch it. But I guess it was a sarcastic thing because then he came back after me and he came after me and I guess he thought I was whatever. I said the better thing to say was what they're going to do with that formula that you came up with is going to be a lot more entertaining than the 16th Daniel Garcia match I've seen in the last two months. And man, oh man, I, I, he, he catfished me. I thought he, I was defending Roman and he catfished me. He wound up being an AEW guy. He's like, oh, you're just trying to build new stars and have them actually work opposed to a guy who, who only wrestles once every three months. And I was like, oh, oh, that's where you were going with it. My bad. You caught me. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now it was just was one of those things. But anyway, just with a little quick bonus here. We just wanted to talk about some interesting jabbering that happened on the great internet wrestling community. Do you have any stories this week, Vladdy, that were a little fucky? 
uh, they're always a little bit fucky, honestly, when I'm like, when I look and see what's going on there and just, did, <laughs> I, you know, I look at the story, I look at the comments, I just shake my head. I, I don't know how many times this week I actually started writing and responding to somebody. I got, say, a paragraph and a half into the comment. Like, why am I and doing I it? stopped and I started and I just deleted it. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time with this. I did that twice I today. Did. I did yes. that twice today. Yeah. I, and that's healthy to just re- reel it back in. Don't give them the attention. And it is what it is. Like, and honestly, like uh, you mentioned his name, Evan Ginsberg, who, you know, like I, he and I are still friends on Facebook. I still see his posts. Uh, he has a very interesting take. I'll say that at the very least on wrestling. Right. But he's very locked into um, basically like he eviscerates WWE in their treatment of Nakamura. And now the thing is, I'll say this, my favorite all-time NXT like match, which got me like which blew me away. I was already in, uh, was Nakamura Sami Zayn. I it was my first time I ever saw Nakamura. Um, I thought it was an incredible match. And I'm like, and I watched his entire um NXT title reign there. And Triple H did an incredible job with him. Well, he gets elevated to the main roster, who's there, but old man Vince and his paralegal ways and he doesn't see any value in him. So what does he do? All right. All right. I'll give him the main event with AJ at WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. Well, he, you know, many people don't feel like they delivered. I don't know if that was necessarily, you know, basically booked the right way either because uh, it was, but Nakamura was just doing low blows at that point. And uh, that was, we turned heel. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he turned heel. And that was like sort of most of what, he was, and of course, AJ wins, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't necessarily the, you know, the, the you know, the daddy, the, the granddaddy of them all in terms of championship matches at WrestleMania. So what does he do? He does not gain favor with Vince. Vince pretty much just sort of exiles him, does nothing with him. Well, Vince hasn't been there for a solid year now, right? Triple H has gained the reins. And now I see Nakamura and his character development as being a huge plus. What they've done with him in terms of him cutting his own promos in Japanese, them putting the subtitles in, them making it an almost like an anime story, which honestly, if you want to gain younger fans to watch professional wrestling, that's something today that you might want to incorporate. Like, listen, like AEW has a lot of Japanese influence, but I don't see anybody sort of doing something like that where they're going to go and get younger fans. Like, they are putting time and effort into like Nakamura's like, um, uh, basically the, the, into his whole presentation. And, and like here, like I actually started writing to Evan Ginsburg about that, like trying to defend Triple H, but I'm like, he isn't going to care. And he already has his mind made up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is as obvious, this is as obvious as anybody's nose on their face. Like Nakamura is now involved in storylines. He's gone after Cody. I mean, he, previous to that, he was going after Seth Rollins. Like, I mean, remember, like, when Punk was about to arriving, we're wondering, oh, you know, is he involved with Punk? Like, he, he like Triple H was messing with us, sort of shading him that way, using the GTS. What else do you want with them? Like, short of him putting the championship on him just to put the championship on him. Yeah. So. That's, that's exactly that's what beauty. they wanted, Vladdy. It was, if he didn't give right. the championship, then it was a failure. Right. I mean, the guy got a fucking WrestleMania sub-main event. He yeah. got another sub main event the following, uh, not the following, the prior SummerSlam. The guy yeah. had the cool music. He had the cool yeah. entrance. They gave him a yeah. platform. He was over in NXT. It didn't work so much on the main roster. 
You want to blame the yeah. booking of turning him heel in a weird way at the end of the match? That's fine. Whatever. Um, but the fact is, and then he had a program, and I think he had main evented another, at least, I think he might have main evented like four or five overall main events, or at least sub-main evented. So the idea that he didn't get pushed yeah. is a joke. And now they're telling better stories. And to your point, I have been bitching for years that New Japan World doesn't do that enough on their live feed or their videos right away. They don't do it enough where they put the subtitles when these dudes are cutting promos. And it's, they actually post the video, but they don't have subtitles in it. So you got to worry. Maybe it's like so much effort. I don't want to do that. I have to now hit CC. Hopefully it can transcribe. Right. And then you're going to hear yeah. Kazuchika Okada talking about his cat and milk because the YouTuber read it wrong. He's talking about, you know, cutting a promo on Naito. And he's like, and after I suplex you, I'm going to take my cat and get it milk and bread in a yellow pant. And it doesn't have anything to do with the storyline. It just he's an animal lover. <laughs> he randomly says it. But that's the thing. And so WWE, what Triple H is doing again, whether you want to admit it or not, I don't care at this point. If you're not admitting that he hasn't improved the product tenfold, I mean, everything, Flotty Dottie, almost, almost everything. Yeah. But everything that we used to bitch, moan, cry about, every single thing, he's fixed it. Bullshit yeah. finishes. Fixed. S stupid gimmicks. 80% fixed. It was 75, and then Pete Dunn showed up last night. <laughs> the, the bruiser weights back. Holla, holla. Um, hey, but you know what? To that point, I'll say this. They had to do that because Butch was just another lingering remnant of Vince's idea. Like, hey, this guy I'll never get over, blah, blah, blah. You know? And it's like, you know what, like, and what we'll probably see is a hell of a match between Gunther and Pete Dunne soon. I wouldn't You've be surprised. It. They're going to probably run that. Yeah, so you're going to have something there. They're going to show you what Pete Dunne's capable of versus just being this scrappy hooligan, if you will, uh -huh. named Butch. And it's totally like, ah, uh, you know, Vince is like, I remember that uh, watching cartoons and there'd be that little, like, that little puppy, like, named Butch. <laughs> and they, we'll put him next to Seamus. It's like a cartoon, right? Yeah, it was stupid. That's what I'm saying. Triple H has done it. Dude, yeah. he's done it. He's made it a cooler place to work. And which and you means mentioned the talent and he, cares more and they're having more fun. Go ahead. And and, and just to, since you mentioned his name, I if you asked me a year ago, say a year and a half ago, if Vince was still involved and Okada's a free agent, I'd say there's no way he's going to WWE. No way. However, from what I'm you know, I'm reading here online a little bit. Uh, you would know best as well. I've never seen the interview, but evidently wrestling at WrestleMania is something that's important at Okada. And what I'm reading is that evidently Triple H and Shawn Michaels are very large Okada fans. If that is true in the slightest, I'd say it's more than 50-50 leaning towards WWE, that they might actually be able to sign him. And I'll say this, if those two guys are that involved in Okada, I think they'll be able to get him over just following the same footsteps as like Nakamura. What I'm seeing with Nakamura, I'm not saying that you're going to see the same thing with Okada being like this evil guy doing a cut, you know, he might be the face, if you will, the baby face version of that. I, I think there's a better than 50 50 chance, if that is true, that Triple H is that interested in him, 
and thinks that he can get him over, you might actually see it. I mean, Shinsuke, and I have faith in it. Shinsuke Okada books itself for WrestleMania. Exactly, a hundred percent. You know, but but 100%. by the way, little pointing out this, and this is I got this from sports. This was shared by Sports Kita, folks, and this is why I can't take wrestling journalists seriously at all. Do you think Okada's going to show up at the Royal Rumble? They're hurt. Little problem with that, folks. His New Japan contract expires four days after the Royal Rumble. And that doesn't take a lot. If, if a schmuck like me yeah. can figure it out and no one at Sports Kita could, and then other subver- subvervient, sub, sub, what's subvervient? Subservient? Subservient subservient dirt sheets then share that speculation they get all their free clicks and it's all a do and nothing because just he can't legally contractually show up because his, right. his contract expires on january 31st okay folks so rumor can we put that fucking rumor to bed please thank you and let's yeah. do our own research i know it's hard doesn't have to be true just because yeah. you want it to be but right, yeah, right. Okada. I think. I think. I, I mean, okay, this is the thing. Didn't Okada? He showed up at Hard to Kill. Yeah. And he put his his hand over the TNT emblem. Now he was a young boy, young dude in I think TNA. Right? TNA. Yeah, TNA. Sorry, what did I say? Yeah. TNT. I always do that. TNA, and he put the hand over the TNA. Obviously, sorry about that. And. I know he spent a lot of time in TNA in the you know a decade or so ago, maybe a little bit before. Actually, no, much more before. It was like two thousand eight, nine, I think, maybe ten. Yeah. And uh, so Okada does does have some love in T for TNA, but it's weird he would come out. I thought that I think he might be going to TNA. To be honest with you, I don't think AEW is even close to the radar at this point in time. It's not a fun place to work. Um, Tony Khan is embarrassing himself every step of the way as of late. That's not attractive yep. to somebody who's been a professional at the top of the ga- top of his game in New Japan for wrestling. That is not attractive. And that's the other thing we talk about Tony's behavior on Twitter. It's not attractive for someone like Okada. It's just not. And that's why you're turning into yep. an indie company. Yeah, I agree with you, man. If, if out of the three companies, if I had to put like odds against him, I, I would put <clears throat> WWE number one closely followed by TNA, and then AEW would be third. Now, all bets are off when Tony Khan says, I'll give you $5 million a year, which Tony Khan is not above doing. Hey, can we get a phone call with uh, uh, Shad Khan with Tony Khan asking for $5 million a year on one wrestler? What's what you got? <laughs> hey, Dad. Dad. Bring, bring. <laughs> Hello, Tony. How are you, my good boy? Too bad about the Jaguars, huh? Yeah, Dad. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really sad. Oh, anyway, Dad. Anyways, Dad, Kazuchika Okada, uh, did you get my text about it? He's really, really good, and all the fans love him, and they're going to love me if I, they're going to love me again if I can sign him. Please, please. Did you take the garbage out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. How, you said what? He's going to be 1.3 million a year? Well, um, I guess I'm not as popular as I thought I was. He wants 17 million a year. He's going to go to WWE, and I can't let that happen. I'm sorry, Dad. 
because they're bald assholes and they hate me and they're racist and they hate us. Well, I don't know about that. What, what is his name again? Casa Chiquita? Okada? It doesn't really slip off the tongue. I mean, you know, I, look, I, I, I like the Eastern culture as much as the next guy, right? But I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't really... Casa Chiquita? Okada? No, that Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika? Kazuchika. Okada. Okada. I gotta sound like Pat Morita doing that. Okada. <laughs> Okada. Danielson. I love that. Tony, remember when you were a young boy, we used to love, love, love Karate Kid. For some reason, you liked the one with Will Smith's kid more, though. Dad, can we get back to the point here? I want Kazuchika Okada. Can we please get him, please? Or the fans are going to hate me more. I have a question. I, I was reading more of your tweets. Um, <laughs> why are you attacking this Jinder Mahal person? Well, how come you can say his name so clearly? I don't know. Made more sense with vowels and consonants? <laughs> anyway... What, what's going on, Dad? What about my Twitter? I, I look, I look. I know what you're going to say that I shouldn't be yelling at people. Who is this Eric Bischoff character? <laughs> Why? Well, he called me, and I had a very interesting conversation with him. Um, you, uh, do you think it's smart to make fun of professional wrestlers and other companies? Uh, I didn't do that. I just, I just was telling the truth. I don't know much about this Jinder Mahal person, but apparently nobody liked him before you tweeted about him, and now everyone loves him. It's not very smart, so just maybe stop. And this Eric Bischoff guy, why does he keep on posting pictures of clowns? <laughs> because he's jealous that he never did what I did. What? Beat WWE in the ratings? <laughs> you know, it's fucking bullshit! Let's fucking go! I'm not taking this fucking shit, Dad! You watch your you watch your famous Japanese wrestler or not? Sorry, Daddy. Ah, it's okay. You go, you go help your mother put up those shelves, and we'll talk about Kazuch Kakada. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I don't know how much I'm gonna edit out of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was some gold in there. Just have to sift a little. <laughs> I'm like, put up shelves. I'm like, what is he, a carpenter? <laughs> you you got to do chores around the house to get what your dad wants you to do, right? Yeah. You got to do chores around the house, Flotty Dotty. Everyone yeah. knows. And that was improvisational. You threw that right at me at the last minute. <laughs> but with this megaphone, for Christ's sake, this megaphone gives me the power of a thousand gods. <laughs> You're like Jimmy Hart. Right. The guy's incredible. By the way, super excited. We're going to... Uh, have a big guest on the show in February, Vladi Dottie. We're going to post it right now. Big guest on the show, Henry Young. And if you're not familiar who Henry Young is, 24 years of age. He was, in February 28th, he was born live on national television out of Mae Young's beautiful body. I know you thought I was going to say vagina, but I didn't. And we're going to interview him, and uh, we're going to see what he's been up to, see how it's been living as a Henry, and see how it's been growing up as, as a hand and all the things that come out. Are you excited about this interview, Lottie? 
I mean, I'm very excited. I just probably as excited as I've been since uh, we were able to conjure Macho Man from the Great Beyond. I mean, it's, it's, it's that sort of excitement. This was a fun little bonus show. We just started talking about stupid things on professional wrestling internet chats. And so this is a little bonus episode of High Spots and Cheap Pops. For Vladi, this is Silicon Sea Valley. Check us out. We're going to be talking Royal Rumble. We're going to be talking about AEW's good, bad, and fugly. It's going to be incredible. We'll talk to you guys later here on High Spots and Cheap Pops. If you're on Spotify, hit the follow us, please. And if you're on YouTube, hit the YouTube channel. Here at the lesson.